0: Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the word together. I need this, I need that. It'll be very materialistic. It'll be, uh, It be. it's going to be almost intoxicating. People are just going to be intoxicated by this whole thing. It's like a frenzy of, oh me, I need this. I think of, advertisement. Advertisers, they're pretty good at making us think we can't live without something, right? They're good. Your iPhones, I think about iPhones. After like a year or so, all of a sudden, they're no good anymore. You have to have the new model, right? Better pixels, better this. You got camera. You know, and I've, I've fallen into that many times. I need to have the new one, and it has this and this. And, and many times, I don't use the new features, but I have to have it, and they're good at convincing people. That it's gonna during this time of tribulation. It's gonna be totally out of control. I think about the the hippie movement when, when they when in the 70s, the early 70s. Who was a part of that? Is anybody was like part of the hippies? I want to see pictures of that too. I want to. <laughs> you got guys rubbing their head with no hair. They're like, "Yeah, I used to have it. You know, it used to be down to here." <laughs> <laughs> but think of this. Check this out. They were, listen, they were rebelling against materialism and government. Remember that? They were, they didn't want anything to do with, you know, they didn't need a fancy home or anything, right? They could just sleep on the floor. Literally, there's a friends of mine. They, they slept in uh, public bathrooms. They slept in churches. They, they would go over to friends' homes, right? And just say, hey, can I camp out? Can I, can I chill right here, right? And say, yeah, come on in. They, well, I got 14 friends with me. Let's just hang out. <laughs> And they were just all spread out on the floor, and but but listen, they didn't, they weren't caught up in the materialistic world at the time. They didn't care about having fancy cars back then. Remember, you you know, you read about it. They'd hitchhike or they would ride bikes and they'd walk, and they it was like they wanted to rebel against the system. But you guess what? It was a it was a good recipe for the Jesus movement because that's when the Jesus movement hit. They were primed for Jesus. They they detached themselves from all that, you know, what the world had to offer. And Jesus was like, you're just, you're ready. Come on in. And you see pictures of just hundreds and thousands of young kids coming to Christ. And there was a, a powerful Jesus movement. I believe we're seeing a little Jesus movement going on in our midst. It's a powerful thing to see Jesus Christ drawing people to himself. We have a lady here, I won't point any fingers, I won't try not to look at the person, I'll look up at the ceiling. But, uh, so she prayed and committed, or recommitted her life to the Lord on Sunday, and this Sunday she just brought, just stuff that's just wrong in her life, that she wanted it thrown away, destroyed. And She goes, what do I do with it? I said, give it to me, I'll take it. And so we destroyed it, it's destroyed. It's in the, you know, I won't tell you where it's at, but it's just destroyed. <laughs> Hopefully it's all destroyed. But it's, it's a part of repentance. We repent. We, we say, no, I don't want this thing. And, it, and it's not that the material world is evil. It's, it's our heart towards the material world that's evil. Amen? Amen. That's, that's where, you know, the evil comes in is where is our heart? Interesting verse goes perfectly with this. In Proverbs eleven four. it says, Riches do not profit in the day of what? Wrath. Wrath. That's what's going to happen during that time. Their riches won't profit them anything. It'll all be destroyed. But what profits? But righteousness delivers from what? Death. Death. And we're righteous because of what Jesus Christ did for us at the cross. We're given him, his righteousness is brought into our account. Amen? Amen. I love what Paul the Apostle said, Philippians 4.11. He says, not that I speak in regards to what? Need. He's like, I, I don't need anything. That's not why I'm writing this. For I have learned in whatever, can we say that together? State, I am, I am to be what? Content. content. That is great when you're in that place, when you are content no matter where you're at. No matter if you're rich or poor, it doesn't matter. Your, your life is found in Christ. The Lord used this verse in my life when I was living in the state of Michigan. And I read this and I'm like, um... Paul says, whatever state I'm in, I learned to be content. And I wasn't, listen, I wasn't content. Because in Michigan, we have those really cold winters. And I never got used to it. People say, "Well, oh, you just get used to it. I lived there 30 some years. I didn't get used to it. I never got used to, you know, before I go to work, I have to shovel the snow to get my car out. I had to scrape my windows for the ice off the windshield. And and sometimes it was so hard you couldn't do it, so you had to turn your car on and warm your car up so the heat would melt it a little bit. So then you can, I never got used to it. So the Lord used this and really spoke to my heart. uh, Did I call you to be here? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, why aren't you content? It's like, I don't like winters. And I said, Lord, help me to learn to be content. No matter where you have me, Lord, just help me to be content. And I would do okay for a while, and God was stripping that away from me to, you know, stop complaining and murmuring and all. And and one the the very last time I remember it, I was there in front of my house and there was like we didn't get inches, we got like foot, you know, a couple feet of snow that particular time. And so I pulled my car out into the street and it got stuck in the middle of the street. So I had somebody helping me, and they were driving you know, behind the wheel, and, and you know, we were pushing back and forth. I don't know if you're familiar with Iraq, and you and that's And then you finally, and then you, you push it off, and you run, and you get it going, and it was just crazy. But this time, I was too close to the exhaust. So the exhaust was going into my, my mouth and my nose, and I have asthma. And so I, couldn't, I was literally I was going, mm. I couldn't breathe, and my chest was all tight. you know. And I, was like, and I started complaining again, and, and the Holy Spirit was like, um... I was like... <laughs> I'm sorry. Lord, help me just to be content. And I realized, you know, there's brothers and sisters in Christ that are getting their heads cut off for their faith, and I'm complaining about snow and cold. And I I just really remember saying, God, I I want to just stop this. Help me to just stop complaining. I'm so sorry. And the, the Holy Spirit just worked in that part of my life. And shortly after that, he moved me out to Southern California. I had... And I, and I thought, I wish I would have repented years ago. Seriously. But he says, I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. In other words, when I'm poor or rich, it doesn't matter. Everywhere in all things, I have learned to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. So I, I can be content if I have a lot, if I don't have hardly anything. Why? Because I can do all things through who? Christ who strengthens me. Our all in all should be in the very one that saved our lives. It shouldn't be caught up in this world, in the things of this world. Paul says, you know what, I'm not wrapped up with all that. Back in our text, verse 13, it says, another thing that will be sold during that time, did you notice that bodies and souls of men? That's human trafficking. Human trafficking will increase in the end times, during the time of tribulation, they'll be on the market, Listen, the Holy Spirit right now is stopping that kind of stuff somewhat. But if this is going to be in your face. You can, on the market, just like we go to Amazon and order, you can go to Amazon type, you know, and just, yeah, I want to pick the picture. Who do you want? Just buy them. They're for sale. During the time that this was written, the, Rome was the, the, was the government at the time. And during that time, a third of Rome's population were slaves. A third. That means every day 10,000 slaves were auctioned off like furniture. 10,000 per day. You might say, well, pastor, good thing that we're not living in that kind of a thing in this world today, really? Did you know human trafficking, there's 40, excuse me, 40.3 million victims today of human trafficking, 40 million victims today. 25% are children, 75% are women and girls. They're sold as sex slaves around the world. This is the world that we live in today. It's going to get out of control. Again, it's going to be so bad that it'll be in your face, open, that they don't have to go in hiding anymore. It'll be common ground. Not only human trafficking, but we see that we're selling baby parts today. FDA bought fetal organs, heads and tissues, for humanized mice projects. So we want to experiment and see if we can humanize mice. So what do we do? We take aborted babies and we take their body parts and the federal government's purchasing these body parts. Judicial Watch has uncovered more documents detailing that evil activity of your federal government. They're trafficking the remains of unborn human beings killed by abortion. That's sad. It's gonna get worse, guys. I love. I showed this on Tuesday night, so if you were here Tuesday night, you saw this, but this goes so good with this. Ben Carson says, "Um, if it's not a human being, then why are you harvesting organs from it? They say, oh, it's not a human being, it's just a fetus. Well, then why are you harvesting organs from it if it's not a baby? It is a baby. These are baby parts. This is murder. You're killing innocent babies. Back in our text, last verse. The fruit that your soul longed for has gone from you. It's all going to be taken away. And all the things which are rich and splendid have gone from you. And you shall find them no more at all. The word longing, longed for, means lusting after, craving, having a great desire for something, even things that are forbidden. It speaks of a desire to always want more, more, more. It speaks of covetousness. We want more. We want more. But in one hour, it's all going to be gone. Judgment will come, and God will take this all away. And these people are going to wail, and they're going to be totally lost. Their world will all fall apart, the material world that they live in. I believe it's a great reminder for us, guys, listen, as believers in Jesus Christ, to have an eternal perspective. Keep our mind on things above. Guys, listen, we're just pilgrims here. We're just passing through. This world is not our own. We are citizens of what? Heaven. Heaven. We're to long for the things of him. It's so much better when you long for him. Covetousness is ugly. Amen? Jesus said in Luke 12, 15, and he said to them, take heed and beware of what? Covetousness. Covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. The, The one good thing about being a believer is the fact that He sets us free from these type of things. When I was in the world, I was very materialistic. Everything, it was just, you know, and and I realized after, listen, after I became a believer, I realized I was so insecure. I wanted these things in my life to show everybody how great I was. And it even goes, you know, thinking through this, you know, we went back when I was a child and my dad would say, oh, you're nothing and you're stupid and you're dumb. I wanted to prove to the world, I'm not dumb. I'm not stupid. I am something. So I would, you know, I worked hard and I got great things and to impress everybody, look what I have. And I got this big house. I got this nice car. I got all the. And then I realized I didn't have Christ and I was so empty. But the freedom that comes when you have Jesus Christ, when your life is wrapped up in him, it doesn't matter if you have a lot or if you don't have. Praise God. If he, gives you, he blesses you with a lot, praise God. If, he, if you don't have a lot of things, praise God. It, your life's not wrapped up in that. Your life's wrapped up in him. Amen? What did Paul the Apostle say to Timothy in 1 Timothy 6.6? He said, can we say this together? Now, godliness with? Is great. That's so true. That's what happened to my life. When I gave my life to Christ, I realized my contentment's in him, godliness. We we can only be godly when God lives in us by his spirit. And then there's contentment. You're like, I'm content with you. What I was looking for in the world, I found it all in him. If you're looking for contentment in this world, listen, you will be disappointed. This world cannot satisfy you. You're not made that way. God created you in a way where you will not be satisfied with the world. Believe me, I've tried it. Sex, drugs, this, that, possessions, money, family, everything. And you're like, yeah, this, this is going to do it. And then you try that. No, no, that didn't work. Okay, this is going to do it. No, 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 this must do it. Education's going to do it. This is going to, and then you're going to try to get, you know, fill yourself with all the, guess what? It'll never work. Why? Because God created you with a God shaped void inside of you that can only be filled with Him. And once you have Him, it's like, I remember the day it happened to me. It's like, God, I'm content take everything away. It doesn't matter. You want to bless, you want to give me things, take it away from me. It doesn't matter. My life's not mine anymore. My life belongs to you, Jesus. Amen? Amen. And it's, there's such freedom. So godliness with contentment is great. Let's say it again. Great what? Great Great gain. For you brought nothing into this world, and it's certain you can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these you shall be what? content so as long as you have food and clothing be content with that if God wants to so bless you with more then praise God if not it's okay it's it doesn't matter you're not wrapped up in that you can't carry anything out right I've never seen a a hearse with a u-haul behind it I've never seen that (laughs) he's taking it all with him no he's not (laughs) you can't take anything with you but listen please listen to this you can send it ahead right you can't take a thing with you, but you just send it ahead. With that eternal mindset, you, you send it ahead. How do you do that? Are you helping out in the children's ministry? You're sending all treasures ahead. Everything we do for Christ, it, 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 it's stored there in heaven. It's never lost. It's never taken away. It, it, it's so you just send it ahead. Whatever we do, we invest in his kingdom. Whatever we're doing for him, it's just sending it ahead. So you're not going to take anything with you, but you can send all kinds of stuff ahead when you're, when you're his servant. Amen? But those who desire to be rich fall in temptation and a snare. Now listen, please don't get this mixed up because some people look at this as, oh no, oh, if I have riches, that means that that I'm in trouble. No, it's don't miss the key word, those who desire to be rich. Before I knew Christ, that was my desire. I want to be rich. I want to be successful. I wanted a lot, of, a lot of employees. I wanted to have that status. I wanted, that was my desire. That's not my desire anymore. God scrubbed that away from me. It's not my desire. My desire is to know him and make him known. But beware because it goes into this, because if that's your full desire, that's the wrong desire. Put him first and everything else will be added to you. So, but those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. Be careful. Beware. For the love of money is what? Of all kinds of evil. Does it say money is evil? It doesn't say that. Some people misquote that. Do you know that? The Bible says money's evil. It doesn't say money's evil. It's the love of money. You can be dirt poor with nothing and you have that lust for money. It's the lust of it. It's just that strong desire. Money, riches. No. It's the root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith So that's a warning for some in their greediness and pierce themselves through with many sorrows. But you, this is all of us, but you, O man of God, you, O woman of God, flee these things and pursue what? Righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith and lay hold of what? Eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In other words, don't get caught up in that. Be content in the things of the Lord. This past Thursday, uh, we were asked by the married couples group to give our our testimony, my wife and I, to give our testimony, how we met. And you need to get the tape, but there's no tape, so you can't get it, so forget (laughs) it. But let me tell you, we had so much fun hanging out with the married couples. It was just a blessing. It was. It felt like we were just sitting in the living room talking about Jesus and, you know, sharing the stories of how, you know, how we met. And it was just like, I'm like, honey, why don't we share this more often? We got to share with the singles. We got to share with everybody. This is just a God story, what God did. And I can honestly say, as I stand up here in front of everybody, I can say, I'm content with this stuff. I love doing that. That that brings me contentment. Godliness with, you know, with contentment is great gain. That's what I love to do. I love sharing about the Lord. I love making him known. I love doing what God has called me to do. And let me tell you, it brings great contentment. And I pray that you've found that with Christ because it's important. One more scripture reference before we close. This is Jesus speaking. He says, do not lay up for yourself Can we say that? Treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves. What? I love the sound of that. Treasures in heaven. Do you know there's treasures in heaven waiting for you? Where neither moth nor rust destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Your heart will follow. When I was in the corporate world, they offered the place, I was, uh, the place I was working at. I was going to be 51% owner, but they offered a 401k plan. And they would, you could take 6% of your check and put it towards a 401k, and they'll match 100% of it. It was a great program. I loved it. And it was in the early 90s. And I would watch this thing like double and triple. And it was just getting, it was huge. It just kept growing and growing before my eyes. And, and so it was just like, that was my treasure. I didn't know the Lord. And guess where my heart followed? I, I was watching the stock exchange constantly, seeing where my treasure is going. Is it going up? Is it going down? And, and it's just that you, where your treasure is. In other words, naturally, your heart's going to follow there. You're going to be like, you're going to be consumed. And, and that's what was going on. But, but now it's Jesus. I can say, he's my treasure. And when you make, listen, if you make Jesus Christ your treasure, your heart's going to follow. You're going to want to be in church. You're going to want to be in fellowship. You're going to want to learn more about him. You're going to want to talk about him. You're going to want the things of him. You're going to, you're going to desire to, to be around people that love the Lord. Your heart's going to naturally follow. But if you are caught up in the world, you, you need to come out from there. Because it's empty. It's empty. Eternity is forever and ever and ever. And I want to be, and I want you to be the, in that place where when we see our maker face to face... He'll say to every one of us, Well done. Good job. Good and faithful servant. Welcome into the joy of the Lord. I've entrusted you with a little bit, but here there's all kinds of stuff for you. Again, he just wants to, he wants us to be caught up with him. Listen, my life before Christ, if I really look at back at it, I was miserable. I used to wear a mask, a face, a smiling face. Everybody thought I was great and doing good. And, you know, outwardly, it's like I had it all. You know, I just, all this stuff. But guess what? Inside, I was miserable. I was miserable. Why I didn't have Christ in me. That void in me wasn't filled with, with joy and peace and love, his spirit working inside of me. Now I have, and I'm sure many of you here have, Christ in you, that hope of glory the hope that goes way beyond the grave, a hope and joy that, listen to this, nobody can take that away from you. Amen. But if we get caught back up into the world and the things of the world, guess what? It brings depression, oppression, worry, anxiousness, and all that crazy stuff. And maybe this is a message for you today. He's calling you out from Babylon. this the world system that you're, you've been so entrenched in. He said, come out of there. Come out of there. And can I tell you this from one that was there just totally just engulfed in all that. One day in Christ was better than all my life before Christ. One day, I used to think those Christians, they're boring, all they talk about, they go to church all the time, they talk about the Bible all the time. Everything is Jesus, this and Jesus that. That's what I thought. <laughs> I'll never forget the day when I had to tell my dad you know, that I became a Christian and I was like, so nervous because my dad was like, upset with my sister because she was a Jesus freak and, he was like, you know. and so I, I had to sit him down and I didn't know what to say and he, I said, dad, I need to tell you something I made a special appointment and he sat there and I sat down I'm like, I don't know what to say so I looked at my dad and I go dad, I'm a Jesus freak <laughs> that's what I said and the look on my dad's face he goes, no, don't say that <clears throat> and I say, the funny thing is, Dad, uh, I'm a Jesus freak, and I like being a Jesus freak. I said, I thought those people were crazy. But now I'm one of them. I love Jesus. And it just it, it baffled him. He's like, no, please, come on, son, please, anything but that. And basically, that's what he said, anything but that. Oh, okay, for sleeping around and all this other stuff and getting drunk and partying and all that. You, you want that person? Yeah. Dad, I'm not that person anymore. My life is in Christ. And sure, it took him a while. He got upset. He didn't want to hear it. But thank you, Jesus. I was one that before he died, I was able to lead him in a prayer to accept Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. And guess what? My dad became a Jesus freak. Well, how do I know? Because at his deathbed, when he went into the presence of the Lord, my sister was singing a worship song, and my dad started worshiping Jesus. And he went to be with the Lord. And times longing for what? Well, we just read what they're going to long for. They're going to long for things that are just empty, things that don't last, things that will be destroyed. My question is, what are you longing for? Are you longing for Jesus. Is he your treasure? If not, make him your treasure. Because guaranteed, if you do, your heart will follow. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. Hopefully, we'll see you here later today. God bless you. You have been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick and Outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peters Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.